Welcome back to another episode of Let's Have a Sip. I'm your host, Sean Drinks. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, Sean? Good. Courtney and I just got back from New York, so little little drain from the traveling. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I I hate Delta. I'm just putting it out there right right now. They yeah. are terrible, terrible. Yeah, you I'm know, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you because I saw on Courtney's stories like everything that happened with your flight and then not fixing it, and then you guys missed a whole day of the wedding. So sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, it was, it wasn't really too fun. And I was like, literally like kind of like, I wasn't letting people know, but like on the inside, I'm like having a panic attack and I'm like, I'm going to, we're going to miss this flight. This is going to be so bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. We ended up getting there. I mean, we just missed like a, a day of, it was mostly stuff that I was going to be doing because Courtney was most likely going to stay at the hotel. So Mm -hmm. I was just, I missed like out on a day of golfing and some other stuff, which is no big deal, but whatever it's all good. yeah a little bummer well i'm glad y'all made it how was how was everything once you got there oh, it was beautiful i haven't seen my buddy in two years like i was telling you a second ago before we actually hopped on and um you know everybody was so cool the groomsmen were amazing um it was just so it was just fun all around so cool that's great love weddings yep. yeah so coppage kitchen i'm hoping yes. i'm pronouncing that correctly you are oh, tell the Tell the people what it's all about, everyone watching and listening. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I'd love to. So Coppage Kitchen is um, my LLC that I started um, almost a year ago in July. Um, And essentially, it's um, I'm a personal chef here in Dallas. And what I do is I meal prep um, for clients during the weekdays. Um, I also do small catering, too. so yeah, so that's something I started almost a year ago now, which is so crazy to say. I can't even believe that that's um, almost been a year, but um, it's been a really fun journey. Um, and I also have um, kind of a, a, not really a food blog, but it's where I share recipes as well on coppagekitchen.com. So if you want to follow along for that, um, I love uh, developing recipes and sharing those with you guys. So yeah. yeah. So uh, so how do you sp- how do you spell that? How do you so spell coppage? Yeah. So it's C-O-P-P-E-D-G-E. So it's like cop and then edge. Okay. Gotcha. Like, All right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's a it's kind of a weird one. And um a lot of people are like, how did you, you know, how did you get that name? And it's because that's um that's the name of uh the street of our first house and kind of where it all began. So it's kind of like the origin story of, you know, the kitchen that all of this is coming from. So that's why yeah. it's named that way. Yeah. It, 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 as soon as I came to y'all's house a couple of weeks back, that's I saw the street and I was like, Oh, okay. It makes <laughs> sense now. Cause I yeah. always, cause I always ask Courtney, I'm like, why, like, why is it called that? I, I, I have no idea what that means. Um, I mean, it's cool. But then whenever I saw the street, I was like, okay, makes sense. I get it. I get it now. So yeah. Yeah. It yep. was my brother's idea. He was like, what about cottage kitchen? And I was like, I'll think about it. And then I just like couldn't get it out of my head. And I was like, yep, it's competition. We're gotcha. doing it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So LLC, yeah. uh, you, you made it a year ago, correct? Yes. Almost okay, a year so, now. So how long have you actually been in the cooking scene? Okay. So back in COVID, like deep COVID, like um, 
September, October, or I guess even before that, a little bit before then, I was doing some major career soul searching. Um, I knew I was working in finance actually um, at this, you know, in the corporate world, that whole gig, right? Um, And I knew that that was not what I wanted to continue with. Um, And I was really interested and had been interested in the food industry. Um, And so, but I didn't have any experience in the food industry and I was trying to figure out, you know, what I wanted to do in that realm and how to pivot. So I just started um, reaching out to any and all resources I knew that were working in the industry, whether it be marketing or sourcing um, or, you know, recipe development, whatever, and just pick their brains uh, to see like, you know, how do I, how do I bridge that gap to get, move into food? Um, And so two things happened there. So in that whole you know, informational interviewing that I was doing with people, I, um, I found one that a, a few of them suggested to go to culinary school. And, um, and that was even if you wanted to move into marketing or to sourcing or recipe development, whatever. And I had always thought, um, I would, you know, I've always wanted to go to culinary school, but I knew that I didn't want to like you know, open, work in a restaurant or open a restaurant or a bakery, et cetera. And so I thought that was like the only uh, reason to go, or if that that's your kind of narrowed path, like that's where you, that's what you do. Um, But I was wrong. And I talked to a lot of people about it um, who had done it or, um, you know, coworkers who were doing that and ended up in marketing or, you know, whatnot. So that opened up a totally new world for me. And that kind of changed everything. Um, and then the second thing is in those conversations, um, I talked to my best friend's, um, cousin who was meal prepping for a family in Dallas. And I hadn't really heard of this concept to, to be kind of, you know, a private chef for families during the week to make, you know, family meals, not, not necessarily, a fine dining experience, but good, healthy, balanced meals that um, are on a weekly basis for families. And I loved that idea. And I, you know, I asked her a lot more about that and then started talking to other um, meal preppers um, just around the country about it. And I kind of just got really hooked on the idea because I love cooking for others. Um, I kind of love that relationship you build with um, your clients in that way. And it just seemed really like something that I wanted to follow up on and look into as I, you know, continued on. So I quit my job in finance in September um, and I went to culinary school in the middle of COVID. Uh, so that was a little wild, um, a little bit of a leap of faith, but I'm so glad I did. It was the best experience uh, going to culinary school and I quickly learned that I did want to go the meal prep um, chef route. And so that's how everything started with Coppage Kitchen. I was finishing up school and I was interning with uh, a company called Snap Kitchen. I don't know if you're familiar with Snap Kitchen, but they are based uh, yeah, out of Austin. I'm aware of them. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because um, yep. you guys were, um, you guys had a few meals. I think I brought over to you guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I interned with the culinary team of Snap Kitchen, who are based out of Austin, um, Texas, but 
um, the kitchen for the country is actually based in Dallas. So the chef there works in Dallas, which was obviously ideal for me. So I got to work under her, learn a ton from her and just meal prep in general. And so that really kind of solidified uh, my decision to start something on my own. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, and I love that you took that leap of faith, as you said, to get to what you're doing. Cause like, I just see so many people that are just stuck on that like hamster wheel and yeah. they're just like hating their lives, doing whatever it is that they're doing. And they're like, Oh, well, you know, I was thinking about doing this, but I didn't. Well, it's like, well, you just never know if you don't take a risk. So totally. and by the way, by the way, your food is amazing. I, <laughs> Thank you. I remember you uh, You gave Courtney and I, I think, either like a meal, like a couple of meals to try out. Uh -huh. I, think, I think you were trying out something new. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. Sam, <laughs> Sam, Sam is so lucky. <laughs> Thank you. That's so nice. I'm glad y'all <laughs> liked it. Yeah, because it's like, I feel like your business is like a very like exclusive type of meal prep service. Yes. If, if, if that makes sense. So It is. It's very niche. It's like very specific, but yeah. 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 So how many clients could, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're the yeah. only one that is doing everything, correct? Yeah. For Cottage Kitchen, it's just me. So okay. yeah, correct. Okay. So how many clients or customers, if you will, could you handle at once? Um, it's kind of currently it's capped at five at a time and then a wait list from there because it's just, it. so much time does go into it because you're doing um, your meal planning for these families, which is totally customized to each, um, family or client, um, like based off of preferences and dietary restrictions, et cetera. Um, yeah. so every family could be getting or client, not just families, um, totally different items. So, and a lot of times that is the case. So it takes a lot of time for the planning, groceries, prep, uh, delivery, all of that. So, um, yeah. I wish I could do more, but uh, five is the cap. But I, I also love kind of having that smaller, um, like one-on-one -on -one touch with others. It's nice to just keep it small in a way, keep it to a smaller group. Yeah, it's just, it's it's more personal. I get it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, well, I mean, what are your plans moving forward? Like, are you trying to think about like expansion? Are you doing different types of things? Because I know you said you're, you're doing like, so you have the meal prep and then you do catering. Is there anything else on the horizon other than yeah, that? Yeah. So, so I just like two weeks ago opened up to small format catering. And when I say small format, I just mean like, um, you know, parties of like 25 or less. Um, so like a luncheon or brunch or cocktail hour, that kind of thing. Um, so that's new and I'm really excited to be doing that. And that's like a really fun component to add to, um, what I've been doing so far. So that's a fun one. And it feels like a really good time to get into that because I mean, while COVID is not gone, things are lifting a bit and it feels like people are excited to finally get back to their dinner parties and events and just hosting people in their homes again. So yeah. it's nice to be able to contribute to that. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. Now I was just thinking of this. So I'm going to use an example of myself first and I'll ask you the question. So I am not a very good student, meaning, <laughs> meaning I'm not good in a classroom setting. Okay. I, don't I don't perform very well at that. So 
I know whenever you're going to culinary culinary school, you're you know either in a kitchen or whatever it is that y'all are doing. So, do you feel like everything that was taught to you at culinary school actually helped you with what you're doing with your business? Yeah, I I think so. I like your question because I was not a very good student in high school, college either. But I think I think I, I felt like such a um, in the best way total nerd when I went to culinary school because for the first time, like I knew what I wanted to do and I knew that I was like psyched to be there and like the kid raising their hand in every single question and like to answer everything. I was just like that person in school this time around because I was just psyched to be there. So this time was different, but I a hundred percent agree with you on normally with school. But I think to answer your actual question. Um, I did learn a lot. I learned so much in culinary school. I think the biggest thing that I took away from culinary school and I try to, um, like contribute into my, um, kind of blog or, you know, sharing in my recipes is, um, technique and strategy. I did not go into culinary school thinking I would take away something like, um, strategy, but that is probably the biggest takeaway I've had, um, in, uh, menu planning. I mean, that's all, that's half of my job is to figure out, uh, a cooking timeline, how to best, um, prep everything, how I can, you know, what can I do at the same time? What needs to be done first? What needs to be done last? Like cooling process of finished food, just all these things that you have to kind of start with before you ever even touch, um, a pot or a knife or any of that. Um, so that was a huge takeaway and that was something they emphasized a ton and we were graded on every single day. So that was a big one. Okay. Yeah. It seems very, very, you have to be very strategic when you're doing that stuff. Cause like back whenever I was kind of in the bodybuilding thing for a while, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I had to, if I wasn't using a meal prep service, which I did use quite often, which I used a local one in Tennessee whenever I still live there. Um, it's so convenient to just have that and, and pay for that convenience and not have to worry about cooking. But like there were times whenever I was taking the time to be like, okay, I'm going to have to dedicate like Sunday or Saturday. It's like right. four plus hours or whatever it may be for cooking. And I'm a big guy. I eat a lot of food. So I was like, man, I, like, and there were times whenever like I went to the store got whatever I needed, came back to the, um, to the house. And it just, I was like, Oh man, this is not enough food. I got to go back. So yeah, yeah, that that was a pain in the fucking ass whenever I was doing that stuff. (laughs) Totally. I, I completely agree. And it's something you learn as you go, but it is hard. And I think that's such a turnoff for a lot of people or just something that you don't have time for. So I think that's, that is the biggest reason, um, or the biggest thing that my clients love about uh having this service is it just take it gives them so much time back in their day and like they can check the box of like okay i am having a healthy um good for you and great tasting dinner lunch breakfast every day and they don't have to worry about that or they don't have to go to the store and they have more time to dedicate to whatever else they've got going on that they want to do yeah, yeah, for More sure. More time with family too. So that's a big, that's a big, I would say the biggest factor for 
most of my clients is they're like, I don't have time. I don't have time to do it. I don't have the will to do it, et cetera. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. So you were you were saying you were drinking a martini. Now is that yes. a dirty mart? Is that a dirty martini? Yes. So this is okay. my um, poison of choice at all times. Um, I mean, I also love red wine as Courtney. Oh, knows, was, but okay. I was gonna say. I was like, wait, at all times? I was like, wait, no, really? Not at, I mean, you know, like if it, if if you ask what cocktail I drink, it's definitely dirty martini. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I um, I oh, man, I love dirty martinis. I, yes. I think so. That's right. I, I want to say my love for it kind of happened whenever I went to Hudson House because they oh, have the blue, mm-hmm. the, the blue, the blue and gold, where they have like the um, blue cheese and stuffed or blue blue cheese infused salts. Yeah, which I th- which, which I th- I think they make in house, but I don't know if they they might be lying. They might buy it. I don't I don't know, but um. Oh God, it was so good. It was so it's good. so, so good. They, they, I agree. They have the best martinis, I think, uh, are one of the best martinis in Dallas. Um, and I love that blue cheese salt. I actually, we, Sam and I went there, like we're kind of addicted to Hudson house right now. We're on a little bit of a kick with their happy hour and the burger happy hour. So good. Um, it burger's so good. It's so it's cheap so too. Good. It is. I mean, yeah, it's like when a happy hour is every day from five to seven and half off burgers and martinis, it's like, sign me up. I'll be, I'll be there. Yep, exactly. What are you going to do? But I think I figured out the blue cheese salt. So let me tell you, cause I've been trying to like analyze it recently. Uh, all right, I let's think hear it. it is, okay. So I haven't tested this, but maybe we should. So next time we're together, we will test these. Um, I think it is literally just salt and then like ground up like really ground up blue cheese i don't think because you can kind of see like blue cheese flecks in it i don't think i think they're just really doing it the most natural way possible which is great with me yeah okay but maybe now that i'm thinking about it maybe they do (laughs) this is like the story of my life this is what i'm always like trying to break down um (laughs) recipes that i love and like how do they do it how can i make it um like maybe they take the blue cheese first, they crush that, and then they put the martini glass in that, and then they just dip it straight into the salt because the blue cheese has created almost like a glue, right, in itself. Yeah. And then you put the salt on, and you're done. That makes sense. Yeah, I think we might, just I, mean, I think we just solved it. I think you just solved it. I have nothing to do with that. No, so. it was all you. I appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks for <laughs> helping me out there. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I tried very hard. But no, I'm a, yeah, I actually just got this, uh, this bottle of whiskey the other day. Uh, I was pretty oh. happy about this one. This is, I don't know if you can see that too well. Henry yeah. McKenna. Okay. It, I just, I just popped it open as, as soon as you, we hopped on and, um, oh God, it's so good. It's, uh, I've seen it around quite a, quite a bit, but, um, you know, it, everybody that I talk to about whiskey, it's like, you know, the secondary market or, you know, certain liquor stores may just like put insane prices on bottles and I've seen this bottle go for like 120 bucks and I'm like, I'm not paying that much for that. Like it's insane. I got, I think I got it for like 40 bucks. So wow. Yeah. And it's so good. How does it get to be $120? You know, I don't really understand exactly why they make certain bottles the way they do. It could just be, you know, the, the year of, uh, that particular whiskey, like this one is aged 10 years. So it's bottled in bond and that's like 
you know, if it's bottled in bond, it has to be a hundred proof, at least 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm green behind the ears. I could be wrong. Anyone that's listening to this is probably like, no, you're telling me the wrong thing, Sean. So, but I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know what dictates why certain things are, how much they are, if that makes sense. So, um, but yeah, it's really hard to justify paying over a hundred dollars for a bottle and then me coming home and be like, Oh yeah, I got these bottles, Courtney. What'd you get me from the store, Sean? (laughs) So, right. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll every every once in a while I'll bring her like kind of something that she likes. Which there's a a wine that she likes called the uh, Left Coast. Out oh. front, uh, are you familiar with what what that is? No, I don't think I know that one. Really? Wait, did you say you like red wine? Or yeah. okay, well, I'm surprised she's never told you about that. There's no way she hasn't. Maybe she has. It does sound familiar, but I can't picture it or like tell you. Yes, well, that's amazing. Whenever we get done on here, I'm gonna send you a picture of it and see if, okay. if so. And then if okay. she hasn't told you, she's she's in trouble. She's going okay. in timeout. Agreed. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But um, no. So you were saying martini is your uh, poison of choice. That made me think of like uh, es- um, espresso martinis. Oh now, yes. Uh, me, me and Courtney have been having this argument um, about who we think has the best espresso martini in Dallas. Now, mm. now, and you know, I could taste something and I can think it'd be amazing. And then you would think it tastes like shit. You know, that's just how everyone's palate's different. Yeah. But so we went to, um, oh, you were with us actually when I had it. We went to uh, Javier's. We had the whole group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. So that, um, I didn't realize, but that espresso martini was made with, uh, I think, tequila. Yes, that would make sense. So, uh, yeah, because it's a me- uh, Mexican restaurant, but like mm-hmm. I never thought of that as a thing because yeah. espresso martinis are normally made with vodka, right? Yeah, right. Okay, so that was so good. We like that. I I, I think hands down, it's just my opinion. Best yeah. espresso, best espresso martini in Dallas. But she okay. begs it. She begs to differ. She thinks, um, oh shit, I can't remember what you can ask <laughs> her right now, but. Um, I mean, we, we've went to so many different places like the mansion oh, has, yeah. a, has a pretty decent one, but she was like, and she, I didn't really think about it until she mentioned this to me, but like we, we went to the mansion. It was very good, but I think it was kind of milky. If that makes sense. It does. I think there are two like types of espresso martini. There's like the Kahlua creamy version, like dessert to me. Yeah. And then there's the espresso martini which is like it's like just a dark like a dark espresso and then just that great little line of foam at the top with the coffee bean just sitting lightly there yeah and that's how i like it and i didn't realize that until courtney had mentioned that she's like you know what you know those creamy ones are not very good so or whatever you want to call it and i was like you know what they're good but it's like they're not as good as these uh other ones that you were just describing I agree. And, uh, we went to, uh, this was maybe about a month ago. We went to uh, Apothecary, that bar yes. that's on Greenville. Yeah, that little uh, speakeasy. Yeah. Um, which it's funny. I, I guess it's considered a speakeasy, but you never have to give them a password because I'm pretty sure speakeasies, you have to normally give passwords. But right. I, guess, I guess they don't do that anymore. But it has a speakeasy vibe. And, oh, yeah. I, I, and I like stuff like that. And um, we had one there, and it was extremely strong. Courtney said she didn't like it, but I thought it was amazing. 
So. Oh, I have to try that. I've been there, but I didn't have the espresso martini. That place is really cool. Uh, yeah. By the way, um, I the, the the first time we went, I didn't know what to expect. Really, I just knew it was like the new trendy place. We kind of happened upon it, and they let us in. Um, so, but when you go in, I don't know. I'm sure they did this for you too. It's like I guess part of the whole vibe ambiance experience. Like you go in, and then it just goes like pitch black. Yeah. And then they like open up the drape dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, was like, yeah. I felt like I was like, suddenly I was like, oh God, I like entered a fun house, you know, like <laughs> terrified. And then they open it up like, oh, thank God. There's, there's the alcohol. There we go. Okay. We're going to be fine. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, I don't know what is happening. Why we we're in this like small dark box, but it all it all worked out and it's such a cute um it's such a cute place and like a cool it's not cute actually it's just like a cool sophisticated vibe once you it, once you get yeah, in there yeah, yeah. and I, I have everything you're saying is is i'm on, I'm on point with because that's exactly how i feel about it but the only constructive criticism that i have for them mm-hmm. is now i don't know how it was when you went but the last time we went you know drinks are great everything's good but mm-hmm. The music, they need to change the music in there. They were playing like techno when we were in there. And I'm like, you need to play like Frank Sinatra or something. Like this place is yeah. too classy for, for that kind of music. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I love I love techno, EDM, whatever. I love all kinds of music just depending on my mood. But like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind some Frank thrown in there. That's for sure. Yeah. Speaking of Frank Sinatra. So Justin, my buddy that just got married. His dad sang at the wedding, and he sounded just like Frank Sinatra. Wow! I was like, "What is happening?" I did not know your dad could sing. You'll have to ask Courtney about That's it. That's so cool. It's, yeah, I think that was like one of the coolest parts of that wedding. I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, that's awesome. So, oh, wait, well, I was going to say something else about that espresso martini situation. Oh, the the candelabra. Did you guys do the candelabra at this um, apothecary? You know Candle- what I'm about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Is it- <laughs> so, okay. So candelabra. Okay. I like literally, I like literally have one next to me cause I'm sitting at my um, dining room table. This is like a candelabra. Oh, thing. okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But they like bring over, like it's a big ornate one, like something out of beauty and the beast. If you can imagine yeah, that yeah. kind of um, look and then they bring it over, but it's and the candle. It looks that there's mel- melted wax. I think they even light the candles. And oh, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, but it's cake. Oh, really? Yes, isn't that wild? That reminds me of uh, that TV show called Is It Cake or something on Netflix? Yes, um, yeah, with uh, Kate's Cakes. Did you see uh, the blonde girl? She's in that, she's um, she's from Dallas, she's from Dallas originally. Um, and I follow her account because I love, I love her cakes. like it's just so impressive what she does and like how they make um, all of the contestants, how they make everything like look like a taco or a sneaker or like whatever. Yeah. And a purse, Louis Vuitton purse, you know, and it's like, Oh, Nope, that's cake. Yeah. It blew my mind the first time I saw it, but like who, whoever you're referring to, I'm not sure. I've only watched it a couple times. So I don't really know the, I don't, I don't know anybody on the show really, but we were just watching it one night whenever we were kind of chilling out and I was like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, it's got to take so much time to to perfect that, and then God, I, that it's crazy. It's cool. I know it's impressive. 
Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, um, I'm not a huge, like, well, I, I'm not, I don't know how to do cake decorating. So it really impresses me when people just create art out of it. It's amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm you're doing that every week. It, it seems like, cause I mean, I'm seeing all this <laughs> stuff. seems like, uh, everything that you're, you know, posting on your social media is just like, it, everything looks so good. Thank and you. Like, yeah. And cause, so you had posted, uh, there was like some sort of like, Oh, what kind of spread was it? It was like some seafood spread or something that you posted the other day. Oh, seafood spread. I'm trying to think. Uh, what, whatever oh, it was. Chowder? I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't remember. It was some sort of like dip or spread or something. And okay. so I, I can remember I commented oh, on it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And then Courtney was like, oh, that looks like shit. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Because she hates, she literally hates she, seafood. Yes, she does not. Yes. She's never been a seafood person, but um, that's so funny. Yeah, it was a smoked trout dip. I'm like, set yes. I'm on a smoked trout kick now, which is like, I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but I had a smoked trout dip at um, Honor Bar. Have you been to Honor Bar? Yes, I have. Okay. And it was delicious. And they served it with like, you know, club crackers, Ritz cracker, that type of thing. And it was just like delightful. And so I was like, well, I'm definitely making this. And it is fantastic. So yeah. highly suggest. So speaking of Honor Bar, I don't know mm-hmm. if there's, if, there, if it's a chain or whatever, but the one that I'm thinking of is at Highland Park Village in Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there is a Courtney showed me this the other day. There's a place. It used to be a grocery store in Highland Park Village, but now it's some sort of restaurant. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, Sedell's. Sedell. So did you hear about what happened the other day over there? No. So apparently, like the cops had to come there and um, had to get everybody out, all the employees, all the customers, because apparently, like the building was getting ready to collapse. Oh God! You, you didn't hear about that? This is the other day? It was like two days ago. Oh my gosh, that's kind of crazy. I, I don't, this, is, this is also weird. Well, sorry, go ahead, keep going with your story, but I have like a side note when you're done. Well, well I, I, I'm pretty much done. I just thought that was crazy. I'm like, I don't know if the building actually collapsed, but I was like, we were nice. literally just there with my parents. And my parents are not young. So. Oh my God, that's like, what, so, yeah, that's crazy. Um, I went there... Let's see, maybe four weeks ago with a girlfriend and we were at lunch and all of a sudden the fire alarm went off and we were like, everybody just kind of looking around. Um, we're like, is this for real? Or is this like, did it just go off? And they're like, are we really getting up? Like, um, and we did, they were like, time to get out. This is not a drill. And, uh, we all like waited outside of the restaurant. Um, I was mad at myself cause they bring you like, these great, um, you know, sandwiches and like spreads, bagels, as you know, but on these like tea trays, which are these like tiered leveled, um, you know, variety of sandwiches, et cetera. They had just brought it over. I was starving. I was so excited to dig in and I should have brought it with me like to stand outside because, um, I just like couldn't wait. But anyway, it, it was like kind of a similar situation where I was like, okay, this wasn't a drill, but what are, and then we went back inside eventually it was like 10 minutes later and just continued on but i don't i still don't know what happened like i guess i assume something happened in the kitchen and you know they just were doing protocol but um that's interesting that you say that happened the other day cuz now i'm wondering what's going on yeah i don't know it's kind of, it seems kind of sketchy so it's like 
from from what Courtney mentioned to me, she said that she got some information from somebody. We're pretty much playing telephone at this point, but <laughs> she's like, I got information from someone that got information, and um, they were saying like, yeah, the cops were there to tell people to get the hell out because the building is getting ready to collapse. And I'm like, yikes! Like, wait, h- how do you know that? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Where- <laughs> Courtney's a very in- investigative person. She can find anything out. Yeah, she's a Facebook <laughs> FBI employee, so a thousand percent. <laughs> Every I'm sure everybody has at least one friend just like that. Yeah, oh for sure. Everybody has that. Yeah. She's she's our private investigator <laughs> in our girl group. Well, you gotta have one. So you, you just gotta never have know. one. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, so hey, um, I appreciate. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'm gonna go yeah. ahead and wrap it up, and uh, sure. just w- one more time, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find your services. What uh, you know, what's your Instagram account, all that stuff. Yeah, um, so you can find me at coppagekitchen.com. That's c o p p e d g e dot com. Um, I've got recipes on there for you guys to try out, and also my services, which are weekly meal prep or um, small catering. I would love to talk to any of you. Um, and I hope you guys try out a few recipes as well. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for having me on, Sean. This has been really fun. Heck yeah. No doubt. Until next time, everybody. Peace. Bye. Bye.